0: Welcome to track number sixteen of Moses and his associates.
1: I called someone. I said, "I'm sending you to India. Does India need us? What about Pakistan? Pakistan also needs us. Afghanistan needs us. Hey, hey! There's so much work to be done. So many souls to. Do you know how to sing it, Abner? Huh? Come and sing it. Who's knows how to play? Play. Oh Lord. Quick, quick, quick. Just start.
0: Oh Lord. There's just so much to be done. Oh Lord. So many souls to be won. Oh Lord, this world is falling apart Dying for love from a broken heart Oh, here am I, send me Though there's really not that much I can do What I have seems so small But I want to give it all to you Oh Lord, there's so much work to be done Oh Lord, so many souls to be won Oh Lord, this world is falling apart Dying for love from a broken heart Oh, here am I, send me Though there's really not that much I can do What I have seems so small But I want to give it all to you Oh Lord, it seems the harvest is great But Lord, the laborers are so late Hard to understand why they disobey your great command oh here am I send me though there's really not that much I can do what I have seems so small but I want to give it all to you Amen
1: wonderful thank you all right how many enlargements do you have enlargement of your borders you got that the next one is enlargement of the place of your tent this speaks about enlarging the your preparation expanding your preparation all right enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations and spare not. Lengthen thy cords, strengthen thy stakes. Isaiah 54, verse 2. It says, strengthen thy cords. Amen. Amen. Strengthen thy stakes, lengthen the cords, and expand the place where your tent is going to be. So you now clear a larger field. And that's what we did when we went to the Ephram Plains. The last picture that we saw there was that we enlarged the place that we have the crusade so now we always need to hire a bulldozer and bring a bulldozer to clear a larger space so sometimes you need to expand the preparation that is made in your churches sometimes you need to do more preparation for the church service more prayer don't take it for granted you may think oh this one it won't be anything we go fit do. But you must enlarge your preparation. Enlarge the preparation for the service. Make the hall nicer. Let the ashes dress better. Let the choir look nicer. Let them have choir robes. Try to get instruments. Try to get a singer. Raise up somebody. Make more preparation. Enlarge the place, not the tent, but the place where the tent is. This speaks about preparation for what you are doing. Anything you do that you can see that there's been some preparation, it has a different effect from when you see that it's just something that is being done and it's just flowing along. Because you can see that some time and effort has been taken into making this thing become a reality. Not just come and do it and go. And, and that is why he would even ask Abana to come and sing because she has prepared. So she deserves the chance to sing more than you because you have not prepared. Come. Can you sing the song that she sang? <laughs> you see now, there's going to be a problem because she's not prepared. Have you prepared that song? You haven't. So let's, let me call the next person. Brother. No, it's okay. It's not that brighter. Want you, you want to try and sing it? <laughs> oh Lord, there's so much work to be done. Oh Lord, there's so many souls to be won. <laughs> no, that's not how we sing. You have to prepare. Enlarge the place where you are going to put the tent. It speaks of the preparation you are making for the ministry that you are going to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Prepare the place of your tent. And this speaks of enlarging, increase. Pray, pray more before you go out for a service. As a preparation, get more people to pray. Said, I need prayer warriors to pray during the service. Have you ever thought about that? Get prayer warriors to pray in the night. Do all night in the church. Pray, pray for the pastor. Pray for the church. Why not? Why not? Increase the place where you are going to put the tent by letting there be more investment. Tell your choir, I want you to sing better. Sing more. Practice three times a week. Do this. More preparation. We can see it when you have prepared. What do you think? Is it a good idea? I see an enlargement coming upon your life. In the name of Jesus Christus. Amen. How many enlargements do you have? And the, fa- the last one. Enlarge your father's blessings on your life. Yeah. God shall enlarge Japheth. And he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. Genesis chapter nine, verse twenty-two. Enlarge the father's blessings, Amen. How many know that the blessing that can be given to you may be greater? One day, somebody was traveling, and he came to see me, and I prayed for him. No, I think I just I didn't I didn't even pray for him, but I just I blessed him. I said, May you find what you are looking for. That's a blessing. Many people don't find what they are looking for. Now, that's a blessing, but there are more blessings than that. Because maybe what you are looking for is not a good thing. What do you think? Yeah. Huh? Maybe you don't know what you are looking for. Maybe what you are looking for, you shouldn't look for. Your aims are so wrong. So, you could have had another blessing. May the Lord reveal himself to you. It's a higher blessing than may you find what you are looking for. If you are looking for the wrong thing. If you are looking for God, then it would have been a good blessing. But it's not likely that you are looking for God in this particular case. we are looking for money. Safety. Security. And it's a blessing when your father says, may you find the safety May you find the money. May you find the security. Receive it. It's a good blessing to receive. But there is a higher, I'm talking about an enlarged blessing that comes from the Father. May you find God. Amen. May your eyes be opened. Amen. May you discover Jehovah. Amen. One time I received a blessing. I always remember it. <laughs> Yeah. I tell you, I love the blessings. It's nice to be blessed, though. Huh? During the funeral, I, I was with the Archbishop, and he, 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 he was he, he was saying bye bye to somebody. One of my people around, him, and he just lifted his hand. May you never see something you cannot withstand.
0: <laughs>
1: I wanted to replace the person and take and take that thing. <laughs> he has the blessings. Nice blessings that come. <laughs> One time he just prayed. It was a longer prayer, but I just remember the first. He said, may you always have the upper hand. Upper hand in every crisis. So, whenever I see a crisis, I remember the upper hand. That God has given me in every crisis. It's a blessing. Amen. When somebody tells you, you will never see this thing, it's certain evil. It is a blessing. So try to gain a higher blessing. Amen. Because the higher the blessing, the higher your destiny. Amen. When God blessed Japheth, he said, and God shall enlarge Japheth. And then Ham he said, A servant of servants shall thou be. Ooh. Mercy. Double demotion. You be the servant and the servant's servant. Zimbo. Zigzag. May you find God. May your eyes be opened may you see what you've never seen up till today may god show you heaven and may he reveal the real things that are there
0: Amen.
1: Amen. amen enlarge the father's blessings on your life let proper blessings don't let your father be annoyed when he remembers you there are some sons and daughters. When you remember them, you just get annoyed, and you start to even think negative thoughts. Mercy, you know there are some people. Eh, when I remember them, I blot it out of my mind. The reason is that I don't want to have a bad thought, and I don't want to. I, I don't want to curse anybody. In fact. God should help me never to curse anymore. Unless I'm real Satan or I don't see why I should curse. Unless God tells me curse. Because I see myself making the same mistake that the person is making. So I don't want to curse myself by mistake. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to pass that same judgment on myself. So I just take it out of my mind. But you should be somebody that when you are mentioned, it brings solace and comfort, joy to the person. May your fathers, ble- even let me tell you, even your biological father, he shouldn't remember you with annoyance. They say, My boy who never did what I wanted him to do, my daughter who always did something different from what I asked her to do, my rebellious son, my disobedient son. And some of you have been so rebellious, you need to call back home and beg for forgiveness and turn around and try to to do something. I remember one lady, she was in my office. She told me, she said, weeping. She said, my father looked after me. And when I grew up, I went to work. I had a good job. The first job. And he asked me when I first started to work to give me the money to buy a cow, something or to give it the money. And she said, no. She needs to. She has her apartment. She needs to pay this and she needs to do this and she needs to do that. And he said that from that time her father hand away from her. He was not interested in her again. He didn't even want to know, have anything to do with her. He was not interested. She said, she said to me, look, I have done so. All my other little sisters and brothers have looked after them. I've sent money. I've tried this. I've given this. I've just said, When I call, he just says, just say, okay, hold on. Speak to your mother. He doesn't want to have anything to do with her. From that time, she has done everything. What, what he wanted she has given more than that later, but he wanted that first one at that time. It was at that time that he wanted it, and it was that he just lost interest in her. But you see, that's not the end of the story. She told me, she said, Look, he is not even my father. I didn't even know that he was not my father. i my, uh, my mother's child, and he took me and adopt, adopted me. My father is an unknown person. He, from the time of and you have been added to the children as a child. No one even knows. And he has adopted you and looked after, and he just wanted this thing from you, and it was at at a particular time that he wanted it. She was crying in my office. He said, "There's nothing I do that he's interested in. All these years, just not interested in." Hey, when you look at this, you say that a father's heart is turned away, and a father's blessing is gone. You see. You people, you should be careful. When you are dealing with certain people, you should know how to deal very well and at the right time. Because the chance sometimes goes away and is gone forever. So watch out in your heart. And you must know, I'm talking about fathers now. Biological fathers, fathers-in-law, all types of spiritual fathers. Be careful. In your dealings with them because at time the person doesn't even need what you want. I said, Oh, yeah, hold on. he said, she said to me when I call, I call from England. I call, he said, Oh, hello there. Hold on, hold on. Speaking, just the mother is here, and then that's it. You just goes on It's like this girl. Your mother has been raped, or whatever. You've been brought, or some man who does not even want to look after. Here I am. I've taken you never even knew. She didn't know. That she was 30. She, she, yeah, she was rather. But now here she is. Give me money. I took you to school. I paid. Give me the. I want money. Now. I want to buy a no, 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 no. And he is humiliated. He's humiliated. Don't rebuke a father. Don't humiliate a father. Do you understand? Don't make him feel bad. But he has to ask you for toilet paper. Don't re- don't correct him. Let God correct. Don't correct fathers. Leave God to correct them. You can't correct your father. When did you become the corrector of your father? Are you listening to me? Enlarge your father's blessing on your life. Don't limit it. He said, Even to speak to said, hold on. Yes. Is that so that she can hear him say? I said, No, no, I don't want to speak to her. I don't want to speak to you. Give the phone to say whatever. No one. Are you like that as a daughter? As a son? Be careful. But do not lead to you living for a long time. And you may not be able to correct it. Are you understanding? Amen. Ask the person next to you Is it you? And when I say fathers, I mean mothers also. Amen. Amen Let's think Okay i finished Enlargement Okay Five types of pastoral callings Number one Pastors who have not been called No I wonder whether I should I have not sent these prophets Yet they ran I have not spoken to them And yet they prophesied <laughs> Forgive. This one looks like the opposite of all I've been telling you. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord. And they do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their likeness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore, shall they not profit these people at all? Jeremiah 23:32. You see, five types of pastoral callings. And the first type is pastors and shepherds who have not been called. Who are pretending to be called. I have not sent them and they are going. That's why you must be sure that God has sent you. Now look at what he says here. He says that "I, I, I, I am against them because they tell lies. You see, this is how you can see somebody who is not called, telling lies, and by their lightness. See, there is a certain casualness. I want to tell you something. Don't take the ministry lightly. If you see somebody in full-time ministry, don't take the person lightly. Respect the person And take the person seriously. I was talking to one lay pastor who was being rude to a full-time person. And I said, look, you you don't know what this person has done. If I ask you to be full-time now, you can't easily come. That's when you see that there is a long jump. Because right now, I've given you the long jump. You you jump from America to Kaneshi in Accra. I've shown you the way, Alex, isn't it? So now don't send any more message that you are ready for full time. Just, I'll show you the way. Take Delta Airlines. Come with your family and everything. And when you arrive, I'll see you, ah, you've come. Okay, apply to the office and then we'll take you. That's all. Now I've laid the long jump for you very clear. So when I come, you can't say, oh, I really want to. Anytime you call me, Ben, do you understand? Anytime you call me, I'm ready for this. Just, this is the long jump I've shown you. Long jump is like that. And then triple jump. One, two, three. And then after that, pole vault. That's when you, you will respect Serena coming to be in full-time ministry. Then you, you will know that she's different from you. Because see that there's a difference between somebody who has not jumped long jump. Now I've talked to her about this long jump we have discussed the long jump we have discussed that it's from here to here I told her that I put special sand in the place so that if she falls down she can come and then the poll vote I've given her an electronic one that goes up on its own still she cannot jump <laughs> she cannot jump she tried to jump and try to jump and try to jump she cannot jump yeah she just goes under There is a certain lightness and that thing so that you can see it in lay who have a certain arrogance and light regard for mission. And then when you realize that when you are asked to do you realize that it is almost impossible for you to do. And that's why you must have a regard and a certain reverence. And when you do that and you qualify yourself for something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: George, what do you think? Huh? I've shown you the jump, the jumping spots now. Huh?
0: huh?
1: Yes, sir. I've shown you the long jump. Yes, sir. The triple. Yes, sir. The pole vault. Yes, sir. Should I give you the electronic one I gave to <laughs> Nabia? It comes high on its own. Huh? No, sir. You don't want that one. High tech. <laughs> Coffee. Will you come to Kaneshi to work? So you must respect and don't take the administrator. There's a certain lightness. So people who are not called take it lightly. Come, you don't take it seriously. And that, that is why I'm saying that, like, for instance, coming for the meeting. You know, it's it's important to come at the right time. Don't take what I'm saying lightly. Don't think that I'm talking rubbish on the first day and sense on the second day or I start talking sense in the afternoon. So I come in the morning, I leave the morning out and the sense will start coming in the afternoon. There's a certain light disregard and God also it's also God's precious thing. There was a time I remember when I was I was I was a student. I I don't eat a lot of food like sometimes, you know, I would just eat some kebabs, and I would stand there with, uh, sometimes Reverend Saki would be around, and would, I would just stand and eat kebabs, and people would be passing by from their rooms. When they see me, oh, how is the kebab? Is it nice? And, oh, then they would take one. you know. And I realized that that was my main meal. I mean, that was my lunch. But they had eaten their lunch, and they were full, and they were just taking one of my four kebabs, which were my main meal, I said, oh, Charlie, how He fine or oh, no oh, he fine? So it's fine. Then they take one. I remember one time somebody two different people came to take it. Oh, look at this guy. Their stomachs are full of rice. And this is my main thing that they are taking lightly. And it's like, oh, how? So after a time I began to hide my treasure. <laughs> what to you you do on tuesday evenings and you do on sunday in the afternoons is my main meal and if i sense that you despise it i'll start to hide it from you yeah because it's my main thing to you it's a snack to you it's an afternoon thing on sunday when you finish your main thing that you go to on monday morning at eight and 9, 10, and you are there the whole day on tuesday wednesday thursday friday it's not a small thing to wear a collar so, so what we have done to allow lay people to also do that It's a privilege and it must not be taken lightly Amen. You must respect And once we, when we smell that thing And one of the ways we smell it Attendance at me and the times that you come It really is an indication of your disrespect Yes I hope you are getting what I'm saying So respect it Respect it because you, you show that you don't respect it. And you show that you are not called. You understand? When you disregard it. Huh? Yes. You don't do such things. Amen. I hope you are understanding what I'm saying. And you when you see a photo, don't just talk. One day somebody was talking. I said, look, this person. I, I was telling them. I said, look, here is somebody... In the church who works in the ministry and i said that this person the person who took over from the person at the job that she was doing the person apart from paying the tithe, the person gives me five million cds every month for healing jesus crusade and that's the person the person's job is this person who you see standing working in the ministry as as if she's nobody that's the kind of money that she was earning to come and earn nothing in the church that's why Mrs. Saki, the week before, she said, I put her hand, my hand around her and I said, she used to work for dollars. She was earning dollars in an international sc- school. And now she worked for nothing. And I said, thank you. But you know, when I said it, something loud shouted in me, it's not for nothing. Mm-hmm. At, in the at front place, when I put my hand around her, I said, thank you for working for me, for nothing. Then something loud was shouting in me, it's not for nothing. It's not for nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not for nothing. But you must respect it. You must respect people who do that. You must not treat the ministry lightly. And false prophets, one of the signs of people who are not called is when they have a certain lightness and disregard. Sometimes you see people sending rude mails. Rude emails. This and that. Why don't you this and that? And you see that they don't have a regard for, for the ministry and for what authority there is. And that's why that day. I stepped in and I said, my friend, be careful. Because you play around here, you find yourself in the wrong place. Yeah. Because you don't know what's happening. That's why I said, I've laid a red carpet for you. Jump now. Let's jump and see how many of you can jump. Don't come to me and tell me, oh, anytime you call me, I- I- I'll be there. Come. I'll show you that when you land there, I will employ you. We shall now see how many will, will jump. That's when you see that what somebody has done eh, is very great. And you should bow when you see the person and say, My respect are for you. God has not given me that grace. Amen. Amen. I'm showing you the signs of people who are not called. Then, Jeremiah 27 verse 15, For I have not sent them, and yet they prophesy a lie in my name. That I might drive you out. That you might perish. Here in the prophets I prophesy unto you. Lies. And things that are not true. You know. Let us not preach things we don't believe. It's a sign. That. I'm giving you a signs of people that are not really sent. Lightness Towards the ministry. It's almost like unbeliever. Number two, telling of lies, saying things that are not that says the Lord. prophesying when you are not supposed to say that says the Lord. for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name, I have not sent them, says the Lord. Again he's showing you that false things, telling of lies, I tell you when you tell lies you are not called. You see telling of lies must not be a part of your life. A minister must not be able to tell lies. Mercy. The next one is they make people trust in lies. Alright? Then the next one is that they are involved in vain and useless things. In Ezekiel chapter 13 verse 6 it says they have seen vanity and lying divination saying the Lord saith And the Lord has not sent them. Yet they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Amen. Amen. So pastors and workers, are you listening? Who God has not called, one of the signs is that they make people trust in wrong things. And a good minister make people trust in God. Don't make people trust in money. Or maybe trust in things that are not true can i have an amen from you amen. all right now the next type of pastor so pastors i pray that you are going to be real ministers amen. amen lying you see is the main thing that you need to get rid of to become a good pastor amen. telling of lies tell the person put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder and tell the person listen Telling of lies, white lies, blue lies, red lies, all types of lies. That's the main thing. Yeah. When you tell lies, is it it's like somebody's not, you're not supposed to eat lizards. Because you are not supposed to minister lizards. So a lizard should not be found in your mouth. You shouldn't eat it. You shouldn't spit it at the right time Because it's something that should not come. It's not part of a minister's life. To tell lies. You must try your best. Because many of us, sometimes we we, we, we lie to people thinking that, you know, we are even helping the truth. So I told him that you were asleep because I knew that he wanted to so I told him that meanwhile I'm not asleep you have just said oh I, I told him you couldn't see him what do you think I mean try to tell the truth or, or say nothing but they're lying you know because when you are, when you go into the ministry at a point you'll be tempted to tell lies if you look at the back of my books you see that I never write how many people are in our church I just write several thousand. Even the several there can be a question about it. But I mean there are several thousands of people in the church. But I never thought so six thousand, ten thousand. One day I read somebody's book. He said ten thousand people attend the church. I said oh Lord. I want to really learn from this church. So I went to the church on Sunday in the evening. After ourselves. I said let's go to this guy's church. He has a very great church. Let's go and see. When we got to the church, they were having a service, and I counted the chairs every single one of the seven hundred chairs. So, how do they count ten thousand people in attendance every Sunday? And sometimes, sometimes you wonder, I even mean if you have three services, sometimes you wonder why God does not bless you. Because there are some things that come out of our mouths that God has no intention of blessing. And one of the types, sit down, God doesn't bless lies. All right. Father, thank you for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll take a break, ten minutes. I want us to, how many would like to watch the DVD again? Okay. Huh? The DVD of this program. There's a DVD of this program. All right. You want to show three minutes of that. Have you watched it? <laughs> okay. Five types of pastoral callings. Are you ready with the DVD? Okay, let's show the DVD first. Pastors who have not been called. Is that not so? And we are going to receive boosters as well when we take the offering, okay? So pray and do your best. Now, the next one is pastors who are being called through a popular uprising. In Numbers chapter 16, verse 1, the Bible says, Korah, the son of Izar, the son of Kohar, the son of Levi, and Dathan and Abiram, okay, they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron, and said unto them, You take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. Amen. Six. Listen, you must not come into power by a popular uprising. President Bush did not become the president of America by rising up to overthrow what was there. He must become a minister the right way. Okay? Now six characteristics of those who have been come into position through a popular uprising. Number 1. Are the six characteristics of those who have come into the pastoral work in the wrong way. Okay? in the wrong way do you want to know the wrong way ok number one they cause others to rise up against existing leadership people who cause others to rise up against existing leadership if pastor Odonodio uh, is in charge of your church ok and Pastor Ododo Dio Dio is the one who is looking after you. Don't cause people to rise up against their existing leadership. It's a very bad thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So a person who rises up against what is there is a dangerous person. Don't follow such people. Amen. Because authorities that have been set there by God... You don't have to rise up against existing leadership. Bible says they gathered themselves together against Moses and Aaron, who were the existing leaders. If you're going to be a leader, it's not by rising up against existing leaders. Number two, they questioned the existing leadership. You see, they bring questions against existing leadership. Bible says they gathered And they asked him, why do you lift up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord? So watch out for people who question existing leaders and existing leadership. They question, why? Why this? Why that? Why that? I'm just giving you a pattern. I'm not saying you cannot ask questions. But I'm saying watch people, they are trying to come into power by putting a question mark on the person who is there. Yeah. They are trying to be to get people to follow them by making people suspect and question the existing leadership. You must not try to question Pastor Kojo Lince or question why this, why that? Because he's an existing leader who has been put there. If you want to also be a leader, become a leader. There's a free road. The air is so big two beds should not collide there's enough space for you to also fly and for you to start to question the person who, who is there. Why do you preach so slowly? Why do you preach so fast? Why do you preach for such a long time? Why do you preach without jokes? Why do you preach with so many jokes? Hey, when I became a pastor, they questioned me. Too many scriptures, not enough scriptures, too many jokes, not enough jokes. Why this? Why that? Why am I drinking water when I'm preaching? You see, you are not questioning, but I've been questioning before. So like, why, why are you drinking uh, uh, coffee? Why, why did somebody bring you something to drink? when you're, It was like they were questioning it. And I'm just trying to explain to you that those things, they are just signs. When you see somebody rising up against some existing religion and questioning the existing he they don't become, all those people have amounted to nothing. They are now, they, are, they don't even play drums in a church. Well, are asking why somebody's bringing me water to drink. Number three, they criticize and accuse existing leadership. A, you must be afraid of people who criticize existing leadership. Do you know Reinhard Bonke had crusade tracks? One time they had a terrible accident and some of the people died. Some of the Germans and the people died in the accident. You know? And Christians were criticizing him. They were accusing him. Criticize. What is this? What is that? Look, the work we are doing, there are risks involved in it. You don't just get up and criticize people. Criticize and accuse Existing leadership. Look, these things, let me tell you, as soon as you see somebody like that, eh, just mark the person in your head and say, this person, I've heard about him. Come and do what we are doing and do it better. That's what I was telling you when I was raising some funds for healing Jesus, who said, come and I'll make you the cashier so that you pay everything on the ground. Pay it all and see how much it comes to. I'll be very happy to do that. Those of you who want to be volunteers, come. We'll set you up there. You'll after the first day you ran away. People who were not working with us, when they came to work with us, they said, Bishop, you are not telling us the real things that are happening on the ground. You, you, you I have some people who work with me, they used to work with I said, Bishop, you have just presented a part. Why don't you? I? I said, look, I say what I can say. I can't. What else can I say? What, what can I do? I say what I can say. I show you the DVD. What I can say, I say. Well, I don't know what else to say or to do. So I have to say everything. You just a part of what you can say is what you can show. Just a part, and the rest is up to the people. But they have been accused of that—that I am not showing the real costs and the real things that I mean. As involved, people are not being made to know somebody has told that you, you are not letting the people know, really I'm trying to show you am I not trying to show you I mean you, you can only look and see yeah so give and it shall be given to you but don't, don't 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 accuse because if you ever come into the position you find yourself doing not that we are doing anything but you find yourself doing something and say wow how was this person? Some of you, if you were in my position, you would resign immediately. You stop everything, even your church, which has the potential of getting ten thousand dollars in an offering in a month. Your church gets thousand two hundred dollars in an offering. Even that, you will not raise it up. Somebody that could have got ten thousand dollars a month offering, you are getting one thousand two hundred. How much more if you were in my position? Well, I come here once a month. I'll take an offering and say, give an offering. I'm raising funds. Give a game. Let's take an offering. You will not do all these things. You'll just be there. You'll you just be there because it's something. You look at the people looking at you and you, you, you cringe. You have a feeling. So you should rather admire me. They say, Bishop, you try, you try. I had a meeting with the board members and one of the board members spoke, I was really touched. He said, don't thank us. Don't thank us. We hope we are not making you feel that you have to thank us. We have to thank you for the opportunity. I was really touched by that speech. When you come into a particular position, you will be surprised. Is it not true? Amen. The next one, they do not appreciate the privileges that they have. Bible says, and the people, Moses said to them, and he, he said, Moses said to them, Numbers chapter 16, he has brought thee near to him and all of the sons of Levi with him. that He said, seemeth it nothing. Does it seem like nothing to you that God has brought you near? Huh? You see, you must, you must appreciate what God has done for you. How many appreciate that God has allowed you to come to this camp? How many realize that you could easily not have come? Some of you went coming, then you just came. And you can be in America and be the type of member who never comes for camps. And you can be somebody who has come for a camp before and never comes again. But here you are sitting here today. You are here. And you are hearing the word, and you are not afraid you understand? And you are growing. So even that is a privilege that God blessed you to be able to be here. Bible said, Moses asked Korah, the guy who was rising up against him and accusing him and questioning him. He said, Is it a small thing for you that I brought you here? Now you are questioning me and accusing me. You don't appreciate it. It's not a small thing. It's a very great thing. So they don't appreciate it. Little things, and that's why they just rise up and accuse. Amen. And the next one is they rely on the sentiments created by murmuring amongst leadership. They rely on, you know, the feelings that are created when you when you, when you complain. You know, when you complain, then it's like there are certain thoughts and ideas and so on and they complain, they complain, they complain, they complain. Do you get it? And, and the people rely, people feed on the bad atmosphere that is created by complaining. Pastor Michael, you know that nobody has been able to come and criticize you to me in Maryland. You, you can't. Because I don't feed of that. And you know that I don't welcome those things. I know Pastor Michael is not perfect. And I didn't send an angel there. And I sent somebody who is going to learn how to do well. So that's it. So I'll not, I'll not, I'll not countenance you. It's a problem. Go. Ruby. Walk out. We are not saying people are, pe- well, how can we be perfect? Ask your neighbor, are you Perfect. Perfect Gilbert, perfect Francis, perfect Caroline. No. So when you come with the faults, it doesn't mean much to me because I already know. The person that I have sent, I know. I myself that I have been sent, I know myself. So when you are coming up with, it, it, it it doesn't work. But some people, they feed off stories, talking, and the bad feeling that is created. And you must decide not to be among such people. Because you too, you are sowing a seed for yourself. Tomorrow, tomorrow, you will see there will be people, they feed off discussing you. And there is a lot to discuss about you. If you like, bring yourself. Come and stand and
0: see.
1: you, you, You are such a great and nice topic. If only you present yourself out there. People can call up things; you will be surprised. do I mean, you know one of? The, I've been surprised at some of the things people have been able to say about me. And it was it was good for them to say all those things, because for me to think that somebody cannot criticize me about certain things, it is even pride.
0: Yeah.
1: To think that oh, nobody can say this or this or that, it's, it is it is even arrogance. As I will ask for me this 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 this, I don't know. I'm above it. It's even pride. But when you begin to see that this is the power, one lady said to me, me, I don't like it when people talk about me at all. No, she said, lady pastor. I said, hmm, then you are doing the wrong job. (laughs) That's how it is. People will talk about you. People will take one statement that you said and then they will rewind the DVD and play and say, Do you know this thing? It means this. Forgive. And finally, they rely on the reputation or sometimes the prominence or sometimes the wealth of rebellious people. Sometimes a person who you think is an, a big man or big woman in the church, relying on that person Bible says, Korah, uh, to give you confidence that what you are doing is right. Because this person is also saying it. And because that person is also saying it. By all means, is the right thing. No, sometimes the big people are wrong. Not sometimes, many times. And in Numbers chapter 16, the Bible says, Korah, they rose up before Moses, certain of the children, okay, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown, they gathered themselves together against Moses. This is the characteristic. Three, number one, they were princes. Number two, they were famous in the congregation. Everybody knew them in the congregation. And number three, they were men of renown. Go by what God says. Don't go by what some apparently important person says. Because these apparently important people, many of them are very unspiritual. So the fact that that person is now bringing his opinion and his mind, you understand, does not mean that it's right. Princes, men of renown, famous, everybody knew them. So once everybody knows, and look at what he says, it means that it's true. It doesn't mean that. 250 of such people were all wrong. And that day they all died. So don't rely on the apparent prominence of such people to be able to set you free. Amen. Amen. Alright. So, how many types of pastors calling? Five types of pastors calling. You have how many types now? Two. Alright. Number three. Pastors and shepherds who are called through the opinions of a few prominent and influential people. You cannot be called by the p- opinions of men, by prominent and influential men. And number four, pastors and shepherds called by the opinion of the majority of carnal men in your ministry. Amen. A lot of people are carnal. And that is why in our church we don't vote. Because since so many of us are carnal, if a lot of carnal people vote, it's not going to work. You know, voting, you win by being handsome, charming, talking, pleasing. That's how you win an election. Huh? What do you think? You have money. Cash for the people. Alright? God is going to bless you. Stand to your feet. Have I given you five? And the fifth one is pastors who are called by God. Characteristics of men called by the majority. That one I will not tell you. But number five, pastors and shepherds who are called by God. So don't be called by the majority. Don't be called by prominent people. Amen? Don't be someone who is not called at all. A liar, a false prophet. Amen? And what else? I not be called by the opinions of canal people. A lot of canal people have told me, oh, you must build a university. Oh, you must do this. Oh, you must do that. If God wants I must stand for president. If God, no, people have not told me that. But if, but people have, some people have told me that I can be a president. How can canal people now lead me to be the president? <laughs> and suppose you get influential people to tell you this you will fall flat on your face. I want to follow Jesus. I want to serve God. And I want God to anoint me. Stand on your feet, everybody.